Hello. Last week, I hosted a Boundaries Masterclass, and it was such a hit that I wanted to share a bit of it with you today. Before we kick off the episode, I also want to share a really big announcement with you. Starting January 13th, I'm leading a group coaching experience for four weeks. This is an opportunity to work with me on a more intimate level as we dive deep into forming boundaries that work for you. I really want you to leave feeling confident in navigating boundaries and understanding how they can help your relationships. I'm so excited to support you in feeling like a boundary badass in 2022, and I hope you'll join me on this group experience. Plus, there's an exclusive bonus for the first five who sign up. The first five people who sign up for the Elite Boundaries Experience will get a 45-minute one-on-one coaching call with me, and that is valued at $250 alone. Spots are limited, so go ahead and scroll below this episode and click the link to sign up. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out and DM me on Instagram at Dr. Cassandra LeClaire, and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. Let's dive into this recap. I hope you enjoy. 124 people signed up for this webinar because boundaries are hard, right? And one of the reasons that they are hard is because it is difficult to say no to people. And a lot of times that's for fear of disappointment, or we don't want to upset people, we don't want to frustrate people, or we're worried about their reaction, or we don't like how it makes us feel. So what I want to tell you, if that is something that happens to you, if boundaries make you feel icky, is that not only do boundaries help protect your energy and help you not overextend yourself, but they actually help you establish and protect your internal values and they make for healthier relationships. So if you can really sit with yourself every time you're not setting a boundary and you can kind of even come back to that and remind yourself, this is going to help my relationship. This is going to help me. That's that's one place that we can start. So again, why are boundaries, why do they help us protect our values, okay? So think about the times that you've been burnt out or stressed or frustrated or overwhelmed. Most often that is because we've overextended ourselves, okay? We've said yes to too many things or we've taken on more than what we can handle. So a lot of times when you talk to people and you say like, oh, okay, you need better boundaries. The go-to is for people to kind of get defensive and like, well, I have to do all this stuff or there's no place I can cut or I can't, I can't set anything aside, right? And so it's really being able to take a step back and looking at your energy across different contexts and seeing what you think you can manage differently. So when we're talking about boundaries, you may need to think about them, not only just for your personal boundaries with your, you know, maybe your relational partners, spouses, family members, friends, but then also at work. And some of you have a lot of volunteer commitments as well. So really thinking about all of the different areas of your life and what boundaries look like kind of across those contexts. What are some examples? of boundaries. Okay. They can be very simple things like setting time aside just for yourself, something very simple, not answering phone calls or text messages until you feel you're ready to answer them. Okay. In COVID times lately too, even telling friends and family members how you want to interact with them, what your comfort levels are. So these are boundaries. And as a result, a lot of people's boundaries have shifted and changed over the last year. And it's become somewhat almost more uncomfortable for people to talk about it because there are also other things attached to some of these issues as well. So again, one of the best things that you can do if you're struggling with boundaries is always go back to the why you need the boundary in the first place, okay? Why do you need it? Is it because you're tired? Is it because you're stressed out? Is it because after an interaction you feel upset? So thinking again about what that looks like for you. Um, You get to decide what you can handle and how you want to express it. 
And one of the reasons, again, that people don't do this is because it makes them uncomfortable. A lot of times we're raised to be people pleasers or raised to think it's not polite to directly ask for what we need. And other times, unfortunately, in relationships too, we even start off and we are like really excited to be in relationships, be it friendships or romantic relationships. And so we let kind of little things slide or we don't think they're a big deal. And then as time goes on, it's harder to set a boundary because then you're also kind of undoing some patterns. So even learning how to talk about setting boundaries for behaviors that you maybe have accepted or been okay with in the past, really thinking about what these things look like for you and understanding that because the boundary is your yes and your no, you get to change it. So why is this important? The feelings that arise if we don't have boundaries are typically you feel drained, you feel overwhelmed, you often start to accommodate other people's needs. And when we over-accommodate, it often leads to feelings like shame and guilt and disappointment in ourselves. So somehow, if you don't keep a boundary, you're going to feel those things about yourself. And then typically in relationships, if you keep doing that over and over, you will also grow to resent the other person. So this is why, again, boundaries are so important, even if they feel difficult, and even if they feel like they're going to cause people to be upset or frustrated in the short term, in the long term, it is protecting, again, your emotional health of the overall relationship. Not that we always have to set boundaries for bad behavior. Sometimes we have to set boundaries for things that we love. Like I really love paddleboarding, but I cannot go paddleboarding every day. I have to set a boundary for myself because I have a job. Okay. I don't paddleboard for work. So even something simple like that, like what are your goals? What do you have motivations for yourself? And what boundaries do you need to set for your own time? Just really, again, thinking about all of these areas. And if you feel like your needs aren't being met, that's usually another key sign that there's some issues with boundary setting. Because again, one of the things with boundaries, and I want to make sure I'm very, very clear on this, your boundaries come from your needs. So it is very difficult to set boundaries if you don't know what your needs are. And this is something that I work over and over with my students on, because unfortunately, a lot of us really don't know what we need. People say to me all the time, oh, I just want to be happy like, okay, me too. Awesome. Do you know what that looks like? Well, I want to be happy. Okay. Well, what does happy look like for you? You have to really start to think about that. What does the relationship look like for you? What does the boundary look like for you? Why do you want that? And what does happiness look like for you? And how are you going to achieve that? Okay. Well, then that starts to feel a little impossible, right? So instead of wondering how you're going to achieve happiness, Start to think about the times where you have felt happy in your relationships, or think about the times where you felt appreciated or valued, or think about the times where you've set a boundary and it's felt good because you felt solid and confident in your choice, right? Those are your whys and those are your needs. This is actually for your emotional and physical health, okay? Taking care of yourself so that you can be better for other people. But first you have to start with yourself. So some of the things too, even feeling like you're either being too open or too walled off, that's kind of like a pendulum swing for a lot of people too, who are struggling with boundaries because you might be like saying yes, saying yes. And then you're like, oh, that was terrible. So now I got to say no to everything or just even kind of that back and forth like that. So just some of these different things, it's really important to recognize, basically think about it. You're protecting your brain. Okay. Your brain, you have to protect your brain. It's getting tired. It's got too many things to think about. It's got too many things to keep track of and it's going too many places, right? 
brain health and aging brain science is something that people are looking at all of the time because nobody wants to feel like they're having cognitive decline, right? So simple things like this help your brain. Are you ready to know about types of boundaries? Hooray, because that's what I'm going to tell you about next. <laughs> okay, so types of boundaries. There's different types of boundaries, and I just want to go over each, and I'm going to give you some examples, and then after I go through each one and give you examples, I'm going to also talk about just some different phrases that kind of can go along with each of those of things you can say if you're wondering how to set boundaries. So that's kind of where we're going right now, okay? So different types of boundaries. First of all, one that a lot of people think of right off the bat is physical boundaries, of course. So the comfort that you have with the touch and how you want your physical space and your body to be honored. And this could be something as simple as how close you want somebody to sit next to you on a couch, right? This can be something as simple, like, you know, I always tell my students, like, think about going to a movie theater and you might be sitting in like the middle of a movie theater and the rest of the chairs are empty and somebody chooses to come sit right next to you. And you might be like, wait, what? There are all these other seats. Why are you choosing to sit next to me? Okay. So even thinking about how, what you want your space to look like, right? And so this is important. So thinking about how comfortable you are being touched by other people, even hugs, handshakes, high fives, again, especially thinking over the last year, how this has changed for people, right? And who are you comfortable being touched by? You know, is it friends? Is it family members? Is it coworkers? And I have to tell you, um, this is something, again, as I work with children, that this is really important, teaching kids those boundaries for physical touch. And you think about in families, how often it is, um, you know, kids are told, oh, give so-and-so a hug or go, you know, sit on so-and-so's lap, okay? Instead, really teaching kids, you know, if you want to give that person a hug, you can teaching them that they have choice over their bodies and who gets to touch them or who they get to be close to and really encouraging that is so important too. So other things, just even, are you comfortable with people in your space? You know, do you want people in your home? Those types of things. Again, these are all simple boundaries that you really get to set. Another type of boundary is emotional boundaries. So this is, these are boundaries around how you're feeling and your emotional energy. And again, this is what helps protect us from burnout a lot. So protecting your personal information and validating your feelings and really honoring your own emotional experience. And again, that sounds so easy, honoring your emotional experience. Okay. I would love to tell you that we do that, but we don't. So often that we only choose to honor emotions that we feel comfortable with, and then we push the other ones aside. So really honoring what this feels like for you in different aspects, really working to understand why some of these might be harder than others. And really then also recognizing that this isn't make you a terrible person. It's not that you're doing things wrong. It's just that you need a little help in understanding how to control your boundaries and how to set them going forward. So emotional boundaries, those are, you set these on not only what you're comfortable with sharing emotionally with others, you know, what to share, when to share, who to share it with, but also this is about your capacity for giving support and listening to others. And I want to say that again, your capacity for listening to others and giving support. Why is this important? If you are not in a place where you can listen to somebody who wants to vent or talk or just go on about all of these things, or even if they just want to come to you a problem, or maybe they want to tell you about wonderful things and you don't have space for it, it doesn't really matter what they want to say. If you do not have the emotional space to listen to somebody else and give them time, energy, effort, and support, your boundary needs to be, 
I'm so sorry. I love and care about you, but I do not have the energy or space for this right now. Can we have this conversation later or whatever it is? And we can talk about ways to say that. And this is so important too, because oftentimes we think that boundaries just have to do with what we're willing to hear in terms of the types of conversation, but it's also the amount and the duration and where your energy feels most protected there. So another type of boundary is mental and intellectual, which I just saw something pop up in the chat about politics. Okay. This is a good one to segue into the mental and intellectual boundaries. So this is being able to say no and honor your opinions. Okay. Expressing discomfort and asking for mutual respect on thoughts and ideas. Okay. That's what we all should have, right? Unfortunately, not everybody understands those boundaries or respects them. And if you are on social media at all, you can see where this just goes sideways all the time, right? So we don't want that. We don't need the divisiveness. We don't need people being angry at each other. Instead, we need to find ways for everybody to honor each other's intellectual and mental boundaries. So these are, again, the things that you set with uh, regard to your thoughts and your ideas, how you respond to somebody who doesn't respect your ideas, and how you communicate with others and how you discuss things with them, and how you know um, things aren't a good time to discuss things too. So really asking yourself, like, what does this look like for, for you? What behaviors will you allow? And what will you do if these behaviors are not, um, you know, not upheld? Um, another type of boundary then that we set is boundaries on our time. Okay. This is a huge one. Okay. I saw some faces on that one. Some of y'all are so guilty, <laughs> myself included. Okay. So this is how you choose to spend your time, not just with other people, but how other people then respect your time. Okay. People asking for favors. If they're late, if you ask other people favors, if you're late, the amount of time you spend on certain tasks. Okay. And sometimes um, time boundaries are the boundaries you set for yourself with regard to how you're going to prioritize your time and what your time is worth. So even my paddleboarding example earlier, when I said, you know, I have to set boundaries for myself on my time, because I do, I have to, I basically give myself rewards. Okay. If I do these things, then this is my reward. And that's my boundary because otherwise I would want to go and just do all of these fun things all the time. So I have to set boundaries for when I can do fun things. But the beauty of that is then I get to go do the fun thing because I've set the boundary and set the intention that those are the things I get to do with my time. Okay, time is also difficult because we often feel the need to justify to other people how we spend our time. And the reality of it is you don't. You don't have to justify to anyone else how you spend your time. You don't need to apologize or explain to anyone. But so often we feel the need that we do have to. And a lot of times when you talk to people about that, when they say they, you know, they over explain or they try to justify it, it's because so often they really do just feel bad because they want to go do the thing or they want to help the person or whatever it is. So it's recognizing that it's not hurting somebody else for you to protect your time and energy. And in fact, it's going to only help you, which then makes you better able to help others going forward in the future. So this is something to even, um, you know, if somebody at work asks you to collaborate or if other people are asking you to do things for them, really thinking about how much extra time you have to devote to projects, thinking about um, how you can reserve time in your schedule just for yourself again. And, you know, it's something too, even how you delegate your time. It was interesting. I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about how, you know, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. 
but not really, because if you're Beyonce, you get to hire out those 24 hours to a bunch of different people. And so you have all of a sudden different time, different amount of energy in different time management, right? So even thinking about how you delegate or don't delegate, even thinking about the ways your productivity looks, you know, I know a lot of you in here have different times where you answer emails, even thinking about how you structure your day and times and things like that. Okay, so communication boundaries, how others are allowed to speak to you. And this one's a big one because a lot of us have allowed a lot of misbehavior in terms of how others have been allowed to speak to us with regards to the words they use, with regard to tone, with regard to passive aggressiveness, whole bunch of stuff, right? I'm gonna hit you with another one right here that's equally important with communication. It also refers to how you talk to yourself. And this is really important. So I had to really become aware of the ways I was talking to myself and the ways that that was impacting my own mental health, impacting my energy for other people. And then now bringing that awareness to it and then stopping myself and recognizing that, putting that a boundary up that I don't allow myself to talk to my, my own self that way, okay? I would never speak to other people like that. Why am I allowing myself to speak to that myself in my head like that or whatever it is, right? So really even thinking about that because so often too, the ways that you set boundaries for other people are a reflection of how you're setting them for yourself. If you're gonna allow that mental self-talk in your head, you're gonna be more likely to allow it from somebody else. So it's really recognizing those different things too. And again, this is so hard. I'm not trying to make it sound like any of this is easy and why haven't you been doing this, okay? It sounds so simple, but we've all been in situations where it's been incredibly difficult, right? Or old feelings or patterns arise, or unfortunately, you've also probably been in a setting where you set a boundary and it didn't go well. And that's why you don't want to do it, right? Or you don't know how to do it. And so really understanding like, okay, this is a work in progress and it's going to take some time and effort across multiple situations. And then also understanding that unfortunately, there are going to be people who get upset with you when you're setting boundaries. A lot of times, especially if somebody has had the benefit of you not having any boundaries, they are not going to like it when you all of a sudden discover your inner badass and start setting them, okay? Because it isn't fair to them in their eyes or somehow you're changing the rules or that was okay for you before, why is it okay anymore? And so even understanding and anticipating some of that defensiveness or some of those reactions and thinking about how you're going to respond then in, re you know, in reaction to those things. Okay, another um, form of boundary is sexual boundaries, consent, limits, details, you know, what do you like, what do you want, do you know how to ask for it, and protecting your right to consent. And this is something obviously, you know, sex educators are always working on um, talking about boundaries and talking about consent. And this is something that hopefully families talk about as well. But this is also in your um, romantic relationships or other relationships, really being able to establish what it is that you want, what it is that you like, the frequency and duration of romantic and intimate contact, and how, what does consent look like for you? And can you talk about the things that you like? All of those things are boundaries too. And so it's really important to think about what this looks like for you, for your own protection, your own safety as well. And then finally, another one on here is financial and material. Okay. So do you give your finance, you know, your finances away? Do you give money away? Are you going to lend money to some, somebody? Are you going to borrow your car to somebody? Okay. So asking yourself, 
what are your boundaries with your material possessions? And this is something too, you know, people even borrowing clothes from you or other things and thinking about what, what can you afford to share? What makes you feel okay with sharing things financially or materially? And how will you share what you have? And what does that really look like for you? Or what are things that you won't share? Or who will you share things with? Because then again, just even thinking about each of these things, even if you're like, well, nobody has to borrow anything from me. So I don't need to think about that one. You know, just even thinking about what it would look like. Because unfortunately, again, with boundaries, one of the reasons we don't set them is because we don't always know what they are until they're crossed. And then we're like, oh no, I didn't like that. And I need a boundary now. Okay. So sometimes it's thinking about what the boundary could look like before you need it. Right. But then also recognizing you might not know. So paying attention when a boundary is crossed and understanding what that feels like. So you remind yourself to set that boundary in the future. That's really important. And so just thinking about what this looks like for different people. And again, this might have to shift with different times in your own life and your own situations. So Thinking again about all of these things overall, boundaries, they not only help protect our time and energy, but they do help us protect our relationships. They help us look at our own limits and they really kind of challenge you to communicate more directly, which is really a goal we should all have in our relationships. A lot of times we're afraid to ask for what we need directly. So we kind of beat around the bush or we think that our relational partners should just know what we need. And I'm here to tell you that it is not anyone else's job to know what you need. It's just not. Okay, it is really unfair to expect somebody else to give you everything you need when you don't even know what that is or you don't know how to ask for it. And it's also unfair to expect one person to do all of that for you. So this is also recognizing what your own expectations are for your relationships and for your boundaries and really getting clear on all of these things too. So what these boundaries can do when we learn to communicate them more clearly is they can get rid of some of those miscommunication and those kind of misunderstandings. And they can also help get rid of some of that built up resentment. So again, thank you so, so much for coming. I'm really, really excited. It just, it made me feel so joyful just to have every time somebody signed up, I felt like I won a prize. So thank you. If you have any questions as things go forward, again, feel free to reach out to me and let me know. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you.